What's going on out there, guys? How are you doing? This is Sunny D, and you are now listening to the YFYI podcast, the second one of 2018. And I'm very sad to say that because it is true. It is March 15th, 2018, and this is the second podcast of the year. Year, year, year. Are you kidding me? What happened? Well, a lot's happened, and I don't have the time to bring you up full speed, so I'm going to give you just kind of some of the ins and the outs and the ins and the outs and the outs and the ins, but I'm super excited to have you guys here, have you listening. If you're a new listener, welcome to the YFY podcast, your first year in the beauty industry where you come to learn how to not just survive, but thrive in the bob, the business of beauty, and if you're a repeat listener, If you've listened to all 100 and, what are we on, 15, 16 episodes, I praise you for that. I thank you for that. I'm extremely humbled by that, that you would give that much of your time to listening to the YFY podcast. And for those of you guys that have been sharing it, been passing it along, been helping build our community, I thank you guys a ton for that. That means means the world to me. So it's been a busy first two and a half months of 2018. Lots of really cool things happening. If you guys are following the Salon 1.0, if you're following myself on the Gram, on the Snapchat, on the Twitter, on the Bookface, Facebook, if you're following on all of those different mediums, you probably have seen we've been up to something. And it's kind of like top secret, but, you know, as secrets are known to be kept but they can't be kept I'm I feel like I have to share a little bit with you of what we're up to and where we're going so we're doing a lot at the salon 1.0 and we're doing a lot with YFYI we just had a couple of speaking engagements which were a lot of fun got to go to focus for beauty in Plant city local kind of local beauty school here And also, I got to go to our Paul Mitchell School in Tampa. You guys were amazing. And I've been playing around with this idea. I had this idea in my head that I was going to do this hiring event, but like the 2021, 2020 version. So how are you going to hire people? How are you going to find people? So I, I played around with this idea. And the idea was go to the school, launch a geo filter if you're not using those uh, the best bang for your buck. If you have, if you, before I even tell you about that, if you have a business right now, if you have a brand that you're building, whether it be a personal brand, whether it be you're building it for your company, or you work in the salon, or you work in the company, and you're not using the, the power of the geo filters right now, you're making a mistake. So here's what happens, right? Snapchat gets a, gets a, little competition, right? Because basically the behemoth that Facebook is with the gram being a part of their company, which they basically stole for how many of her billions of dollars when they bought it. So Snapchat gets threatened. The world shits the bed. They get a little weird because they're like, oh no, you know, everyone's like, oh no, I'm not going to use Snapchat now because I have Instagram stories. Well, that's like if you had a hit TV show and you said, well, I'm not going to put it on, because it's on you know, NBC, I'm not going to also want it on ABC. I'm, I'm not going to also want it on CNBC or whatever other channel or Fox or whatever other channel. It doesn't make any sense. 
you don't see Apple computer only showing iPhone commercials on one network. So if you're trying to get your brand and your message out there, why wouldn't you want to be on every channel? You should be. You ought to be. I want to be. It's called omnipresence. So the big thing right now with Snapchat is they just did a major overhaul. So all of a sudden, people are like, well, wait, what's going on with Snapchat? Now, some people are like that. The other people that are scared of change, which is like 98% of humanity, they're like, I don't like the new. And I kind of was like that, to be honest. Like when I first saw the new facelift that Snapchat did, I was like, I don't know about that. But I've never left the community. I've always tried to stay present there because of the idea and the concept of being omnipresent, being everywhere all the time on all mediums at the same damn time. So we decided, let's try this out. So what we're going to do is we're going to run a geofilter. And if you don't know how to do that, I'm going to be doing a tutorial soon. Uh, and I'll show you kind of a little step-by-step. Step. Stay tuned for that. But basically, the geofilter, you can design your own. You can do it on Snapchat's website, a basic geofilter. You can create it right there. Or if you have a someone that can do graphic design, someone that's handy in like a Photoshop you know, my business partner got into Photoshop a few years ago and has created filters. Check those out on our website. You can create your own, and that's what we did. So the goal, start with the goal in mind. The target was we're going to run this filter, and the filter is going to be aimed at new talent and hiring. So at the beginning of the year, for some of you guys who have been listening, if you've been kind of following along, we had some personnel changes. Fancy word for we had some people leave. Fancier word for we had some people get fired and other stuff going on at her salon. So in the process of building, just like a college coach is always looking at, okay, I've got seniors graduating, looking at the freshman class, sophomore class, who's moving up, who's moving in, who's moving on. So in that, I'm like, you know what, we're going we're gonna to get a little bit more aggressive and we're going to use this geo filter, launch it around the school with a specific assignment. And the assignment was, Make a video, use the filter. It's running from you know 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Make a filter, use the video, and say, hey, this is why I want to be a part of the Salon 1.0. Pretty simple, right? Here's the thing. When I first say, hey, who's interested in the job? 20 hands go up. Then I say, okay, cool. Here's what you got to do. I pretty much, the process, through process of elimination, fear, and vulnerability, eliminate half of the people off the bat. Perfect, right? Because what I want to do is I want to find out who's serious. Because people don't know, like, what does a job entail? I don't know. What does it pay? I don't know. Are you willing to follow the blueprint? Are you willing to show up? Are you willing to say yes and then figure the rest out later? So we end up getting about 10 people that are a little bit more serious about it. Net net of that, we get about eight that actually submit the videos. Um, Net 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 of that. After the process, sitting down, interviewing, and I did like what we call, I'm going to tell you right now, they're like the fastest interview you ever had in your life, like five minutes, sit down, small talk, can you carry a conversation for a few minutes, and can you, you know, get in a conversation, get out of a conversation, have something to say, and then boom, get closed, and then move on, like that's, that was the plan, so after that, as of like today, as of like this week, as of like, yesterday and as of next week from that experiment we've got six new people that are going to be starting with us so that's pretty awesome and all just because of hey let's try a different approach so if you're not and that's just one thing you could use your geo filter for and i don't just 
full disclosure, I may or may not own any stock in Snapchat. Honestly, I don't know. It could be a part of my portfolio, but I will tell you this. I didn't buy it knowingly, and I'm not trying to like sell you on Snapchat. I could give a damn what you do on your social media. I'm just telling you that you could definitely use it. So if you're trying to build a brand, think about this. Your company, your brand, your product, your service, there are guidelines. You got to look into that. Don't you know? just think you can put anything up there. You've got to look into it. But you could run a filter for next to nothing. You know, we just opened up, we acquired a new salon um, in Davenport. And I ran just in the beginning, just to kind of get some attention, just to get some eyeballs, test it out. I ran some geo filters around the plaza. Now, this plaza, think about this. This plaza has tons of stores, some big box names like Dick's Sporting Goods, I mean, it's like if I wasn't in the business I was in, I would literally be walking up in the dicks. Hey, and if you're listening to this and you're a designer and you're doing Photoshop, I'm giving you this. You could run with this. I'd be walking up in the Dick Sporting Goods. I'd be like, hey, here's the deal. I, you know, I know how to create and grab attention with Snapchat. What I want to do for you, Mr. or Mrs., whoever your marketing person is, because they're probably not doing it because everyone's asleep at the wheel on this right now. Here's what I want to do for you. I want to create a filter. I don't know what product do you, you know, or what theme you want to do around. Obviously, it's going to be something sporty, right? So you're going to create something for Dick's Sporting Goods. You're going to run it in your store. You're going to run it around your store. You're going to run it around the plaza. Maybe you're, they're having a sale. Maybe it's a new product. Maybe it's a something... But you could totally take that too. Now, Dix is a, that's a big name, you know, but you think about any other business and think about your own business. So, we're using the filters to just get eyeballs on our brand, eyeballs on our company. So, eyeballs on your own brand. So, that's something we did. We had a lot of fun with it, it was pretty successful. And more to come on that. But the six people, they're starting with us next week. So, you'll see, I'm sure you'll see a picture coming out, like probably any second now with all of them in there and welcome aboard and more to come on that. So that's something, that's one thing we've been working on. And of course, the other thing, the other thing that's been on people's mind and people have been asking me and hitting me up and hit me on the DM and hit me on Facebook. We had a lot of people like pre-order the new YFY version, uh, or I should say, volume two in the YFY series, which is YFYI salon ownership. So your first year in salon ownership. So this podcast really, and this was inspired by the first book, which is YFYI, your first year in the beauty industry for a stylist. So with that, you know, that was just because as soon as I finish like writing the book, it's like some more ideas pop into my head. I'm like, oh, I got to expand on this. I got to, I got to keep on you know, adding to and keep the conversation going. So as soon as I finished it, I was like, you know what? I should do a podcast where I can, as I'm on the book tour, I'm talking to people, I'm learning more, I'm hearing things, I'm getting questions. I can address those as I'm hearing them. I can address those weekly on a podcast. So that's how this thing got started. And then, of course, what's the next evolution, right? So now you go from successful stylist You've gone through the ranks, so to speak, whatever that looks like. And then you're thinking, now that I've crushed it in the styling game, now I'm thinking about becoming an owner. And this is just, I guess the series kind of follows my own career path of going from you know student 
to learn, trying to learn how to become a successful stylist, to then after having great traction as a stylist, wanting to become a salon owner. So what I've tried to do with this and this new piece of work is really address you know, the things that I think were most pressing, especially in my first year as a salon owner. And I mean, really, I'm still, I'm still using like these kind of core things as I build going on, you know, we're fifth salon, going on our sixth salon, seventh salon, I'm sure I'll be doing that. And so I've been putting the finishing touches on that, getting that ready. It was supposed to be out January 31st. Everyone's giving me a lot of shit about it. Wait, where's it at? Where's it at? It's coming, I promise you. And if you did pre-order and you're listening to this, just so you know, I'm going to make it up to you. Something sweet's coming your way along with your book. So you guys are at the top of the, the mailing list. So we'll be shipping hopefully in the next you know week or so. And the chapters, the refined version of the chapters, you know, I want to go through real quick. So if you're wondering about YFY Salon Ownership, or if you're thinking like maybe it's something that's in your future, you know, these are some of the chapters I thought were going to be most relevant. So starting with first and foremost, the why, just like I started with the why for the beauty industry, it's the same thing with salon ownership. Salon ownership isn't for everybody. Salon ownership definitely is not for everyone. So you need to know why you want to do it in the first place. And so that's what we get into first. Then starting with the end in mind. So what is your company going to look like once it's finished? You know, that's a big thing. If you can't see, you know, where you're ultimately wanting to go, then maybe you need to slow down, pull over, get your GPS right before you start. And then the third chapter is all about systems. Systems are what help our company run. The perfect system, maybe it does or does not exist. I'm still refining and learning about mine every single day, but I will tell you one thing. Without systems, there's no way, not even a chance in hell, that I would have been able to come close to opening a second salon or even contemplating a third salon or anything like that. And as a salon owner, you're going to be constantly working to refine the systems every single day. Like today, for example, wake up, you think you're going one place, it's kind of like a taxi driver. You get in, boom, you think you're going to pick up your first person, next thing you know, er. After you pick them up, you're way across town. You don't know how the hell you got there by the end of the day. That's how it is in, in salon ownership. So your systems have to be there because if you think you're going to do one thing, the business might say, hey, that's not happening right now. you got to do something else and take you in an entire different direction. So if everything is dependent on you, then you have no system, then you have no way for things to get done. So that's where systems really come into play. And that chapter is probably... I'm not sure like what my favorite one is as I'm kind of rereading them, thinking about like all of them, but that's one of them for sure. It's at the top. It's near the top of the list. The next chapter is the numbers. The numbers look different from a salon owner versus a stylist. You're looking at an entirely different set of numbers, and there's things that you have to consider as the owner that you may have never thought about as the stylist. And then the hiring process, that's chapter five, which... I'm always looking for ideas. I just shared a different, whole different approach. But the hiring process, what you do, how you can systemize it, things that you look for is important. The next chapter is career paths. People want to know like what's in store, like what opportunities are in front of me, you know, what opportunity is next, what where can I go with this company as I'm designing, you know, and thinking about my own career. So you have to have a vision for that. And ultimately, at the Salon 1.0, the real reason I built this company is because I couldn't work really. I mean, I probably could, 
but I don't know if I would definitely be like happy. Like I'm not a great employee by any means because I have lots of ideas. I like to try shit. I like to tinker. So ultimately I had to build a place that I could actually work in and not get like fired. So when I built this, I kind of built it with myself in mind as a creative, as a person who wants to constantly grow and learn and do different things. I wanted to build a company like that. So if there's other crazy people out there like me, they'll come in, they'll find a place where they feel comfortable. And then, so that's, you know, career paths, designing that career path. Chapter seven, you only have two hands. So understand that. And so for me as a haircutter and the passion for doing hair, I had to, I came to a pivotal point and all owners do where you have to decide what do you want to do more? Do you want to do hair more? Then maybe you need to find someone to run your business. Or do you really have a passion for running the business? Then you need to find someone to do hair or someone's multiples. So how many people is it going to take to replace you? As a hairstylist, if, you know, when I really kind of started stepping away from the chair, I was probably around like $60 a haircut. So that means that it took two, if new people are charging 25, 30 bucks, it would take two people to do in an hour what I could do one on one guest in an hour. So it took two people to replace me. So then I had to find two people, train those two people. And eventually I could then move on to my next career path, which was running a business. So you have to think about that. You only have two hands. And if you are the the one that's got to be there, or the lights aren't going to stay on. Ultimately, you have a job, you don't have a business yet. So you have to go back to maybe learning about systems and processes and career path. So you can actually build a business. The next chapter, chapter eight, is financing and construction. So that chapter covers the big, you know, the F word. Everyone's, you know, that's the biggest thing I hear when people say, like, I'm at, you know, doing a show or doing a talk or wherever. And they're like, yeah, I want to open a salon. Like, they come up and like, how did you, you know, get the funding? How did you get the, I didn't get the funding. I didn't even think about getting the funding. I've never gotten a bank loan and I've been in business almost 10 years. Like I've applied for bank loans and got handily like denied, but I've never like secured a traditional bank loan. There are micro lenders. There are, you know, maybe you have a rich uncle or something. There are alternate ways. But in that chapter, I talk about some of the alternate ways. I talk about funding that I've been able to secure outside of the banking world that, you know, see the way that the banks work is like this, right? You have money, they'll lend you money. You don't have money, they don't lend you money. That's how that's, it's, it's, it's jacked up. It's jacked up. I see people with huge amounts of potential that can't ever get a bank loan. And then I see people that have no potential get a bank loan because they have money, right? So it's like one of those things where it's just the, the way that it's set up. And when you need it, you know, they're not really there. So you have to find other ways. So in that chapter, I talk about different ways of financing your dream. Um, really having a dream first is where it starts because there's plenty of people with money. If you've got a good enough idea, people will take a, take a shot on you. And then construction, things to think about, things you might never think about. You know, I've got friends that own salons and it's a bitch. I mean, trying to get a salon, I've built them from the dirt and I've built them like just a takeover and a remodel just so I could experience it at all ends. But things to think about in construction, the timeline, your contracting, ways to help fund it, those kind of things are in that chapter. Uh, the next one is chapter nine, key relationships, people that you're going to want to know, you know, everything from di your distributors to, you know, your, your local people to your regional people if you work with certain brands. 
uh, your, all of your suppliers, your vendors, so those key relationships you're going to want to establish. The next chapter, chapter 10, is on growth and expansion. You know, if you're thinking growth happens in a lot of ways, whether it's just from growing one stylist behind a chair to multiple stylists to where you're ready to actually branch out and maybe go across town and open up your second location to where maybe you're even thinking on a bigger scale to where maybe you're even thinking not only growing your location, but maybe you're thinking on on different levels of like product development or bringing on different different ways to to bring in uh, revenue. So there's lots of different ways you can grow. So I talk about those and how to think in multidimensional growth. And then, of course, chapter 11, what if? What if you do make it? You know, what are some of the things you want to consider as you're moving into year one, year two, year three? And it's funny with business, you know, statistically, 98% of businesses fail in the first five years. That's a scary one to know. But those 2% that make it, do not you know, start patting yourself on the back because out of the 2% that do make it in the next five years, like 95% of those fail. So I'm in my second five years, you know, fingers crossed, knock on wood, working really hard, busting our ass. You know, we're, we're going to make it, I think. We'll get to 10 years. We still got our ninth birthday is coming up in October of this year on our, on our first you know, salon that made it. And we just had a 12 or on March, what, 12th was our six year anniversary at our downtown salon. So it's pretty exciting. And the rest are babies. They're in what I call the infantile stage. So they've got a long way to go. And then chapter 12, which this is a little, this was a fun thing because it was kind of like I had some other ideas and things that I wanted to share. I didn't know what to call the chapter. I didn't know if it was going to be multiple chapters. So we just call it bonus material. So in bonus material, I go into the new vision, uh, ways to think about for the future. And this kind of segues into what I also wanted to share that I've been up to. So a few years ago, we started you know, this little concept called 1.0 Media where we had this kind of studio space and I was doing, I don't know if you guys, if some of you go back, I'm sure on YouTube, there's like live shows every night. So we go to the salon, you know, usually eight o'clock in the morning, roll out, go to the salon, do the salon all day, finish the salon like right nine, 9.30, get to the studio at 10, do a live show 10 to 11. It was, it was crazy. Did that for a while just to kind of see the process, learn how, you know, live broadcasting works versus pre-record versus, you know, did a little call-in segment every once in a while. So that was just an idea about just kind of expanding uh, viewership. It gave me an opportunity to talk through different topics. Really, it's where YFYI first started the idea of, you know, maybe from going from broadcast to book, going from book to podcast. So this whole kind of media, multimedia mindset started to kind of play in. And that led to 1.0 Media, which is really in its, in its not a baby phase, but it's in its kind of, it's starting to kind of crawl. It's going to be walking soon. So we had this little corner of the salon we dedicated a section to. It was just kind of like a, a little dead corner. Like, hey, you know what? Let's take it to the next level. So I'm super excited to start unveiling, you know, the, the, essence, I guess you could say, of a little media studio. I mean, it's not like, I mean, right now it's literally just an empty area. And, but the goal with the media studio 
is to have a space for our, not only myself, but for our team, for guest artists to come in so we can actually create content, we can shoot video, we can record podcasts, we can record tutorials, we can do photo shoots, we can do before and afters of our guests, we can do, and it's all part of the salon. So ultimately, when we have it all done, you know, we'll have like all of the tools that we'll need over there. And we'll be able to start producing um, live from everything from just live events, live streaming, you know, classes, photo shoots, look and learns, things that we're doing for education, in-house training. We make a lot of videos at the salon, whether they're product launches, all those kinds of things. So we're going to have this studio and who knows what will come out of it. But in the bonus chapter, I talk a little bit more about it and just starting to think about your business like that. You know, there's a reason that, you know, Pepsi, which is a soda company, you know, built a studio at their headquarters. There's a reason, you know, Red Bull, the energy drink, I mean, they're like one of my mentors in this whole process. As I look at Red Bull, I'm like, man, they got it going on because they've they've penetrated so many different corners of lifestyle. So, but it all it all is about building brand, building awareness, building community and doing it through multimedia from reading articles, you know, whether they be blog posts from listening to podcasts, covering all kinds of different topics, beauty and beyond from looking at videos, whether they be tutorials, whether they be, you know, just covering a day in the life, you know, learning more about like people on our team, we can shoot cool things to cover like a day in the life of a stylist, you know, maybe even some of our guests, you know, we have personalities that come through the salon. So some of them, you know, they might be into being a part of that as well. Maybe profiling a guest that's cool with that or they have a personal brand. So we can start to learn it. I'm still learning it myself. But I understand like as a company that as we're going to become a global brand, we want to be a part of people's lifestyle. So that's really where this all came from, looking at 1.0 Media. So more to come on that. And I've already had some people reaching out to me, some photographers and other people that are interested in doing some kind of collaboration. I'll tell you that, you know, it's definitely, I'm open to it. Like, what kind of work do you want to do? What kind of collaborations we could do? I'm definitely open to it. But we want to create great stuff and we want to have fun doing it. And we want to be able to share it with the world. So that's really what 1.0 Media is going to be all about. So that's been another little project that's going on on the side. Um, in addition to, I mean, all of these things, right, these little side hustles, all of these are second to like our main thing, which is, you know, where we start is at the Salon 1.0, which our team, growing our team, building our, our guest profile, taking care of people, uh, making the world a little bit, you know, of more of a beautiful place. So that's what, you know, that's what's happening in our world. Hopefully you guys are out there crushing it, doing well. Sorry, I've been slacking a little bit on the podcast. Um, And I did want to say, though, I haven't been totally slacking because on the road, it's not the quality of the podcast. You know, I don't got like my audio and my microphone and everything set up. But the Sunny D audio mashup, random thoughts, random, you know, clips throughout my day. I've been doing a lot of that. And if you are ever like thinking about doing a podcast and you're not checking out anchor.fm, you're doing, I don't know why, you're making a mistake because I'll tell you right now, if you ever thought, well, I want to do a podcast, I'm just not sure, and then you're like, you're on Amazon, 
right? And you're looking at microphones and you're trying to figure it out and you're talking to your cousin who said he knows somebody that has a studio and you're doing all this bullshit, which is just putting it off. Here's what you do. You go on your little iPhone or your Droid or whatever else you got. You go to the App Store and you look up Anchor and that's it. Once you get on Anchor, Anchor's going to like take you by the hand and walk you to the promised land of podcasting. They'll help you. You all you if you can talk, if you have something to say and you're like I don't know what to say. It's not polished. You're going to like literally hold your phone up to your face or you're going to just hold the button and you're going to record and they're going to let you put a little snippet in the front and the back of it in a little interlude sound effect. If you want to put a little sound behind it and then you're going to name it if you want. You're going to put a little date on it and then guess what? You're going to hit this little button. It's going to say publish. And they're going to and you're going to put a little picture like your clip art and they they anchor. They're going to take it. They're going to syndicate it for you to like the iTunes, the podcast app, they'll put it maybe, I don't know, maybe wherever podcasts are not sold because they're all free. So wherever they go, they're going to send it out. You don't have to do anything. I don't even want you to even worry about the rest of it. All I want you to do is think about saying something. If nothing else, if no one ever were to ever listen to it, like think about like you have your ideas that and unless they go, you know, out of business or bankrupt or whatever, you'll still have them on your phone, but you'll have your ideas out in the world. You'll have your ideas like on wax, on on record, on I don't know what on digital tape. I don't know. You'll have your ideas. What if you know your your kids or so whoever, I don't know, your family, you'll have your ideas out there. You may never get one clap, one listen. I'm not I mean, I'm telling you guys about it, but I'm not looking to see if anybody's even really listening. I mean, I see some people are, but I'm just recording. I'm having fun doing it. And if I have random thoughts, I can put it out there because I know people are on the go. And so I started doing that strictly by accident when I started recording those little one, uh, you know, rolling with the D videos. And I was just putting them, I was just recording them because I didn't want to kill myself while I was driving down the street trying to take notes on my phone. So I'm like, well, let me just set up my phone. I'll record a video. But hey, guess what? Just like you, I didn't have, my iPhone didn't have that much memory. So I'm like, well, where the hell am I going to store this? My storage is always full. I can't put anything on my camera roll. So I just uploaded those videos to YouTube. They got unlimited storage. But one day, what happened? I forgot to hit, you know, keep it private. And ended up being, I published one of my videos publicly. And then I had people hit me up. Hey, you know, so you never know what might happen. But I never intended for anybody even ever to watch those. And then it just kind of took, it got, grew legs and took a life of its own and turned into a little video series. You just put your podcast out there. Do not, that's the thing. People are like, well, I don't know. Am I going to sound stupid? I don't know what to say. Just hit the button. Hit the button. And, and once you hit the button, the rest is history. That's all you need to do. Record your first episode of your podcast. Call it my first episode for all I care. You don't need a fancy name. Call it my podcast and your name's Jack. So just say Jack's podcast. My first episode. Record some ideas. Once you put it out there, who cares if anyone ever listens to it? And then you start to build up a muscle and you'll do it again and again and again and again. Why am I passionate about it? Because I know that it's a it's another form of media 
that you could then create. You could take from that and maybe decide, okay, maybe I'm going to you know, create a, an article or a snippet of, from my podcast to create something else. Or maybe you're going to take, you know, you're gonna take your, you know, your audio and maybe put it behind a little still image and throw that. You know, maybe you're going to use that for your Instagram. I don't know what you're going to do with it. And neither do you. And it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. Because right now, I'm just telling you about a tool. If you've been talking about it, because a lot of you guys have been hitting me up and I've been putting pressure on you to do it, you know, to, to create. And so especially if, I mean, if you're a hairstylist and you're listening to this, think about it. Like you could be just doing a podcast on anything you're passionate about. You like to make hair blonde, talk about different blondes, talk about blondes in the news, talk about, you know, the celebrity blonde hair, like every week, a blonde, you know, Drop, I don't know, call it the Blonde Bombshell podcast. And every week you talk about a different blonde that went right, went wrong, what you thought, this and that. Interview blondes. Interview only blondes. I don't, I'm just throwing stuff out there. Whatever it is, people will find it interesting or they won't. But you just get into a habit of starting to create content. So that's, that's it. That's what I want to encourage you guys to do. Um, so hopefully you'll do some of that. I'm excited to get YFY salon ownership in your hands. And definitely thank you for all the support with YFY. And that is actually going through a revision right now. So if you've gotten YFY for a stylist, just know this. The revised edition is coming out soon. In addition to the revised edition, this is going to make a lot of people excited. The audio, people have been asking me about the audio version. So the audio book is going to be recorded soon. And I'm reading it. I'm not going to have someone else read it because I'm sure I'll get off, you know, go off the script on certain things when it gets me fired up. So the audio book's coming out for YFY for Stylist. And then, of course, YFY for Salon Ownership, the book is going to be released probably in the next couple of weeks. So if you didn't get your copies or pre order your copy of the new book, you can always go to yourfirstyearin.com. Look for either one of those. Appreciate your support. Pass it on. And of course, pass on this podcast, anybody out there that you know that might need a little pep talk, might need a little checkup from the neck up, might need a little inspiration, motivation, education uh, to get fired up. So thank you guys for listening to another episode of the YFYI podcast. Can't wait to see you in a city sometime soon, maybe at a speaking engagement, maybe on a live stream, maybe on the gram, maybe on a whatever. Can't wait to see you guys. And I'll talk to you on the next podcast. So thanks for listening. Remember, the YFY podcast, this is where you come to learn how to build your business right once or else you will be doomed to have to build it again. Thanks for listening, guys, and I'll talk to you soon.